Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. Hi friends, you're going to love today's show with Israel Wayne on the dangers of a humanistic worldview and a postmodern education. This is an excerpt from Master Books 2022 Smarter Way to Homeschool Summit. The replays of the summit are available for you to watch for free at masterbooksacademy.com. Well, hello and welcome everyone to Master Books Online, the Smarter Way to Homeschool Summit. We are thrilled to have you here today. My name is Jennifer White and I'm the publicist here at Master Books. And today I'll be interviewing Israel Wayne. You probably recognize Israel. He is one of our authors and he is a speaker that goes around to homeschool conventions as well as churches. He's known as an apologist. He helps us defend the faith with his books and a curriculum that he has coming out. So he is here today to talk to us a little bit about the difference between a biblical worldview education and a postmodern education. So Israel, would you tell us, like compare those two a little bit for us? Sure. Well, let me take just a quick moment and give a background so that people can understand uh, what postmodern even means. Perfect. Um, but if you go back to the time of the Protestant Reformation, there was a doctrine that was promoted that all truth that can be known is known from God's revelation, that God has revealed all truth, because all truth belongs to him, not just religious truth, but mathematical truth, scientific truth. Anything that's true in the universe belongs to God. And so um, theologians taught that we know God's truth through two means, through the scripture, which we call special revelation, and also through the creation, uh, which we call general revelation. Well, this movement happened in mostly in France, but in England and Germany called the Enlightenment, where these philosophers said, we don't need God to know what's true. We can determine truth from our own intellect and reason and rationality. And so they rejected the revelation of God. And the Enlightenment went from like the, the late, late 1700s until I put it about 1859, which is when Charles Darwin's book on origin of species was published. Okay. And that began what I call the modernist movement or what sociologists call the modernist movement. And it was uh, tied in with the Industrial Revolution in America that took place after the Civil War. And uh, it was really a, a sense in which those Enlightenment philosophies and ideas began to uh, take root within the curriculum, within higher education, and even within the newly formed uh, government school movement, which happened in eight, started in 1852 in Massachusetts. So the idea was that under modernism, that we could still know what is true uh, in terms of mathematics and science, but we couldn't know things that were um, subjective. And in their view, subjective things were like religious truths, moral truths, ethical truths, those kinds of things. We, we couldn't know anything for certain in that realm. All we could know is what we could experience in a, 
a scientific lab or experience with our five senses, those things could be known for sure with certainty. Okay. And then the postmodern uh, ethos or, or philosophy really began about 100 years after that. I put that beginning somewhere around 1959. So about 1859 to 1959, modernism was the, the dominant force within American culture. But around 1959 began the postmodern movement. And really, when we think of postmodern, we think of aftermodern, but it's not really the most uh, descriptive adjective. Um, really, postmodern is more anti-modern. So you think of everything that modernism uh, believes in, um, that you can trust scientific and mathematical truths, there actually is a belief under postmodernism that you can't know anything with certainty. You can't know any truth. So there was a deconstruction of language saying that uh, there was no objective truth in language, that uh, words are completely subjective, um, no scientific truths can be known, no, ma no mathematical truths can be known, mm. uh, just a complete abandonment of reason um, and, and rejection of reason altogether. And so while modernism was not consistent with biblical Christianity, uh, postmodernism goes even farther and tries to completely detach us from the sense of, of any connection whatsoever to absolutes. So no one can know what gender they are with certainty. Uh, there's no fixed definition there. The Constitution has no fixed meaning. The Bible certainly has no fixed meaning. History has no fixed meaning. Everything is subjective and personal opinion. So your opinion means as much as my opinion. And there are no experts. Um, everybody's views are equal and valid. And so that really is, is kind of the, the ethos of postmodernism that's infiltrated uh, even government education. And, and so you still see a lot of modernism. Mm -hmm. But increasingly, you see more of the influence of postmodernism. That makes sense. Makes sense. So if you compare that to the biblical worldview, it's very frightening. Yeah, it really is. Because the biblical worldview teaches that we can know truth truly. We can know moral truth and we can know scientific and mathematical truth. We can know historical truth. There's, you know, that truth is, is a knowable concept. Um, but we have a fixed reference point for truth. It's not your opinion versus my opinion. Um, we have truth revealed in the nature and character of God himself. Right. And so you were saying before about the experts that, you know, if in the postmodern that there's not even, there are no experts because there are no real facts. Everything is so fluid. So that certainly is an anti-God idea, you know, as we all see him as the supreme being and the alpha and the omega it just blows my mind. So I'm glad you're here to explain the differences between the two of them. And I'd also like you to talk to us about the dangers of having a curriculum, a homeschool curriculum that offers this postmodern idea framework. Yeah, interestingly, we have the woke movement and uh, the social justice movement and uh, issues like critical race theory and a lot of these ideas that come out of cultural Marxism. And much of that stems very directly from postmodernism. And I'm seeing it even creeping into the homeschool community. Uh, there are several curriculum publishers that are putting out what is now called woke curriculum. Uh, there is a revision within history to completely rewrite uh, our, our narrative to rewrite our story to make it be, you know, something completely other than what happened in the past. Uh, there's a lot of, of influence. So I, I see within homeschooling really both dangers. I see the, the dangers of modernism, 
uh, where we want to just teach academics in a religious free zone, mm -hmm. which is really what modernism promoted. We're just going to teach facts and information uh, with no moral inference whatsoever. I see that as dangerous. Mm -hmm. But then I also see this new sort of culturally revolutionary neo-Marxist influence coming into um, Christian schools, but also slowly um, eking its way into the homeschool community as well. And so parents need to be aware that not every publisher that has a booth at a homeschool conference or that has a website is promoting a truly biblical worldview. Um, and not every publisher that calls themselves Christian is really truly promoting a biblical worldview as, uh, as well. And so we have to be very discerning. It's, it's, I think the homeschooling movement maybe 15 years ago was a little safer where you knew where the parameters were. Mm -hmm. um, now there's just a lot of new voices, new influences, and parents need to be very discerning. Right. And one thing Randy talks about often is, you know, there are so many influencers online, especially homeschool influencers who have been homeschooling for one to three to five years and are promoting themselves as an expert, recommending certain curriculums and then switch and recommend something else. So I'm thankful for your background. You were homeschooled yourself before homeschooling was cool or even um, okay. And, and now you're homeschooling your own children. So you have, and you are an author of some of our books, you know us very well. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about why a biblical homeschool curriculum like master books would be a smarter way to homeschool for families. Well, I will add to that. Not only was I homeschooled and, and do we homeschool our 11 children, but and my wife was homeschooled as well but for 20 years my day job was as marketing director for a national homeschooling magazine and one of my primary roles there was to interface with christian curriculum publishers wow so for 20 years my day job was working with christian cur curriculum publishers um, I, I used a lot of the homeschool curriculum programs growing up as a as a student uh, but i i use I, what we use in our family for the most part is master books and the reason for that is because, um, well, I wrote a book called Education, Does God Have an Opinion? True. And that yes. book, I think, is one of the most comprehensive books on the market re relating to a biblical philosophy of education. Mm -hmm. And in that book, I outlined how to teach a biblical worldview uh, in every subject, uh, ideally at every grade level, um, so that you teach children what those different academic subjects reveal about the nature and character of the God who made those subjects. And so one of the things that I do as a parent is I go out and look for a curriculum that assists me and helps me to do that, that makes it easy for me. And Masterbooks um, has that same worldview, that same approach of helping our children to see that language works because God communicates. And so we communicate because we're made in the image of God. And so language has um, fixed meaning because it comes ultimately from God. And that mathematics works because it, it comes not from evolution, but it comes from the mind of a creator God who made it. And so we love uh, master books because they are teaching our children to recognize the nature and character of God as he's revealed himself through each academic discipline. And that continues from kindergarten, preschool, really, through 12th grade. And there are very few Christian curriculum publishers who have that kind of commitment and that infuse that biblical worldview into every subject, every grade level. 
So it's one of the reasons why we really enjoy using masterbooks within our own home with our own family. Well, I love that you do. And and I we love Education Does God Have an Opinion? That has been a highly popular book. And every time we promote it on social media or use quotes from it, they just recently did a book club in the Masterbooks app with that book. And it's just so practical. Like this just cuts right through all of the fluff and baloney and says, this is what the Bible says, and this is what God intended. And it just makes it very clear. So we highly recommend that book to any of you who are seeking a smarter way to homeschool. And the reason we say smarter, as you know, probably our mission statement at Master Books for the last 45 years has been ink on paper to touch eternity. And so as we've been talking about this today, the difference between the biblical worldview and this postmodern framework of thinking where nothing is true to impact somebody's eternity. We have this like short season in somebody's life. You as a parent have a short season in, in your child's life to impact their eternity and to allow influences that drive them away from the biblical model and worldview is so dangerous. You have the greatest influence on your children. What do you think, Israel, is the greatest harm in allowing this postmodern education as an op an option for your children's education? I was just thinking of a popular homeschool author and conference speaker who has published curriculum for homeschoolers. And this, this person actually is a, a pastor's wife, but she oddly said that she believes there needs to be a wall of separation between religion and education. And so even though she's a professing Christian, her view is that we need to separate out academics from theology or from, from God, essentially and just teach a secular education to our children. Um, I couldn't be farther, you know, 180 degrees farther in the opposite direction than that kind of thinking. Right. And that's what I love about Masterbooks because Masterbooks is helping to grow our children's faith. And, and they even have a faith growers guarantee mm -hmm. that if you buy curriculum for Masterbooks and it does not help your child's faith to grow, uh, they guarantee it with a money-back guarantee. I don't know any other publisher who's ever offered that. And so for me, you know, I think of it in terms of what Jesus said. What does it matter? What does it profit me if my children gain the whole world and lose their soul? I don't want them to merely gain a bunch of information and academic facts. I want them to know God. Mm -hmm. That's the primary purpose for our life is to know God and to be in relationship with him and to glorify him and to be equipped to love and serve other people uh, in the name of Christ. And so that's really what I'm equipping my children to do, not just to give them information. I mean, what value right. is there in giving someone, I think it was Theodore Roosevelt who said something to the equivalent of, you know, to educate a man in, in mind, but not in morals is just to equip him to become a, a greater menace to society. I think the great goal that we have is not simply to give our child an, an information download with lots of, of data bits, but to really teach them um, why all of this ma makes any sense and why the world works and mm -hmm. why we can have categories like music theory and logic and mathematics and physics uh, and language and all of these different disciplines because 
there is an infinite, wise, immutable, personal God who created all these things consonant with his nature and character. And we get to know him as we study these subjects. And so uh, the idea that we want to try to teach um, academics in, in a religious-free zone uh, that, is, that is moralistic, perhaps, but that does not mention Jesus or that leaves out the source of where all of this knowledge came from, to me, I think it's uh, foolish at best and dangerous. Absolutely. And so I'm grateful that um, for us as parents, that, that hard work, the heavy lifting of, of figuring out how do we actually implement that in each subject at each grade level um, is done for us in many ways by the authors um, who write the curriculum for master books. Right. And I really, you know, I, I believe it now more than ever, we need to focus on the big picture and eternity. And um, when we look at what Jesus said in the Gospels of Matthew, I think it was chapter 25, and he talks about separating the sheep from the goats. And it's going to be about what you did for the least of these. And your children are the least of these, the most vulnerable, the, the you know, come needing every bit of information. Like you, you're responsible for these least of these children and to not serve them the truth would the, the result of that when you stand before the Lord waiting for that well done, good and faithful servant, that's frightening to me. Yeah, I think of what Jesus said, where he said, if you refuse to acknowledge me before men, mm -hmm. I'll refuse to acknowledge you before my father in heaven. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says we're supposed to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways. That includes our academic ways. So we can acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as being the maker of mathematics and science and the Lord of history and the author of communication and all of that because uh, we homeschool, right? And so right. in our homeschooling, we want to constantly be turning our hearts to worship. And when we see how marvelous mathematics is and how wonderful science is and we learn all these lessons um, through the academic subjects that we're studying we just want to turn our heart to worship and, and give thanks to god not to be like romans 1 where they saw god in the creation but they refused to glorify god and neither were they thankful and they just worship the creation instead of the creator we don't want to be like that not and at so all i'm great again i'm grateful that we have a curriculum program that helps us to be able to facilitate our goals Absolutely. Well, thank you for being a part of it. Why don't you take a few minutes to tell everybody about your upcoming curriculum? Yeah, we have a new curriculum coming out for 7th through 12th grade. It's called Foundations in Faith, and it is a Bible doctrine and theology curriculum that's going to be 36 weeks, and it really is an overview of systematic theology. And honestly, I'm excited to hear the number of people who are giving me feedback online saying, as parents, I want to take this course for myself. Yes. Because I, there I are a lot of uh, people who maybe are younger Christians, uh, or even if they've known the Lord for a long time, they've just never really been taught systematic theology. And this is not a fully orb systematic theology book, uh, but it's an overview of it. It's mm -hmm. an introduction to it. And so it basically will cover the main talking points that you would get in a, in a full systematic theology course. And so it's going to help you to think in a linear uh, fashion about understanding why the Bible is true. Where did all these, what is doctrine? 
Uh, is doctrine important? I know a lot of people that say, oh, well, we shouldn't be focusing on theology. We shouldn't be focusing on doctrine. That just causes division. Um, I explain why we need theology, why we need doctrine in the course. And so I'm excited about it. It should be out in fall of 2020. And uh, I would encourage people to stay connected to the Masterbooks app. It's probably one of the great places where they'll be able to see updates as that's coming together and, and get pre-launch sales and things like that. Right. Well, we're very excited about the course. What do you think if a teenager goes through that course, what's the outcome for them? Do you, what's they're the gonna know They're going to know God better. And, and you Good. know, people, people ask me a lot of times with what I do, uh, they're like, okay, so what's the take home? And I think about the statement Jesus made in John 17, three, where he said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. There, there is nothing more basic, nothing more foundational or fundamental than knowing God. Everything else stems from that. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we tend to skip over that part. We tend to get to serving God or doing things for God or, you know, trying to live a Christian life. All of that uh, works or does not work based on how well we actually know God. I uh, knowing God is the agree. most foundational thing. And so I'm going I'm to say that's what I hope. Uh, well, it's what I know, what I'm confident in is going to be the takeaway. Um, there's a lot of application of where you go from there, mm -hmm. but fundamentally, yeah, you're, you're going to really come to know God in, in a way that um, you haven't before, I believe, for, for these students. And I think it'll be life-changing for many of them. Well, I just want to honor you for all that you've contributed to the homeschool community, to the Master Books community, and all of the scripture and the foundation that you've provided um, taught all of us. And just, I want to also honor the Masterbooks family of the families who are teaching using our curriculum. And I'm so thankful when I think about the ripple effects of what knowing God through scripture, as they learn, as they're being discipled at home, what that means for our country, what that means for the nations. I am so thankful to all of you, and we are here to help you do that over and over again. No matter how many children you have, no matter how long you're homeschooling, no matter what happens in our culture, I'm so thankful to work for a company that continues to bring it back to the Word of God and says, no, this is not what the Lord says. This is not what the Word says. So thank you for being a part of that, Israel. And thanks for interviewing with me today. Uh, it's a blessing and an honor. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you guys at the next one. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Master Books podcast. This was fun, and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.